I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. It finally happened. He's dead. He's dead. He's super double dead. The timeline is done. It's fixed. He's dead. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Buddy the Elf and how he's like, I'm in love. I'm in love. And I don't care who knows it. And that's what I was thinking of the whole time you were doing that. That's right. We're a Riverdale <laughs> recap podcast here to talk about Chapter 70, The Ides of March by Chrissy Maroon and Evan Kyle, directed by Claudia Yarmy. Dad, he's dead and I want everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess I did overstate it. There's still a lot of flash forwards we haven't caught up to yet. <laughs> yes. Reopen on Monday. Yes. We know it's Monday because there's a little thing that says it. a little it. title card for all the days of the week for this episode. Yeah. It's a framing device. Yeah. In uh, fact, Jughead tells us that the week started like any other. And who would have guessed where he'd be at the end of that week? What a weird thing to say about this town in particular. And he says it a lot. No matter what wild ass shit is going down, he's always telling us that, oh, it was a week like any other, a, a day like any other town in America. A week like any other Not- week when there's a serial killer and a weird lost brother and a secret I'm- triplet and a cult in the fucking woods. I'm guessing those things never happen on Monday. Like, for some reason, Monday is always boring in Riverdale. Yeah. It's like Monday through Wednesday's fine. Yeah. It's that Thursday through Sunday. And then shit Sunday. pops off. Like, thank God it happens over the weekend when we all got time to deal with it. We uh, see Archie mm-hmm. waking up at 4.45 in the morning. Yes. Because he's a busy boy. He's got to make coffee. He's got to get the donuts. He's got to open the construction site. It's it's actually very sweet because first he makes coffee at home and puts a little post-it on it for his mom. Yes. It says, I love you, mom. And then, yes, Apparently, Pops makes donuts mm-hmm. because he picks up donuts and then he serves coffee and donuts to all the guys at the construction site before he goes and checks in on the community center, which Monroe's grandma is looking over mm-hmm. while, he goes, to while school. he goes to school. It's very sweet and he's very busy. <laughs> I do appreciate the confirmation that all these kids are waking up at 4.45 a.m., though. That do does me- make a lot of previous episodes make more sense. Like how they can get so much done before school? <laughs> yes. yes, it's the only way it's possible. Monroe's grandma is all like, oh, this you're such a nice boy. You, all the colleges must be chasing you down. And, and he's just like, <laughs> as we go to Mr. Honey's office, the principal's office. Well, Archie's like, hey, can I still apply to any colleges? And he says... No, you moron. They have deadlines. You missed them. Also, your grades suck so bad you're not even going to graduate. And I'm just like, wait, there are still options. There are still (laughs) places you can go. Mm -hmm. Mr. Honey's job is to talk about community college options, (laughs) if nothing else. Yeah, Mr. Honey is being uh, uh, like depressingly realistic which seems to be his job lately like yeah yeah, you got caught cheating you're in lots of trouble now miss cooper 
Well, and like Archie's like, well, can I at least walk? And he's like, an undisturbed, an undeserving student like you, fucking Archibald? No, <laughs> that's bullshit, man. Walking at graduation is for the students who are graduating. Well, you are awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could sugarcoat it a little bit. He's had a long day, and it's only six. Maybe Archie should go see that guidance counselor. Yeah. From Firefly? Yeah. What's she up to? She's apparently stopped having office hours. Uh, she helped five kids and was like, you know what? Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, in the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance right now. You, uh, you can't get in touch with her. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cell phones all operating <laughs> at the same time. See, that's what Archie's really doing. He's just preparing for his trip. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Practicing getting up that early. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Veronica, definitely living at home with her family, including now Hermosa's suddenly shown back up. Yes. Guess they heard us asking, where the fuck she been? (laughs) Hiram drops his coffee, Mm -hmm. and she goes to help him, and he's like, I don't need help. And she's like, fine, I'll never help you again, and leaves. Veronica's (laughs) running real hot and cold on her dad lately. (laughs) And Archie is now at school, Mm -hmm. playing guitar in the music room, and Veronica rushes in and just jumps on him and is like, let's get it on. Daddy made me mad. Let's fuck right now. Go. And just like strips his clothes off and is all like, here's my butt. Here's my butt. Look at my butt on network television. And so they definitely have a sex. Yeah. Less talking, more touching is is the quote of the scene. Uh, and afterwards, uh, she thanks him for the early morning delight. <laughs> oh, he saved some of the donuts from, from the site. Okay. He, no, she just like licked off the random glaze <laughs> that had fallen across his body. See, this is what happens when the music teacher quit suddenly two years ago. Archie just sits in a room alone. No, Nobody's going to interrupt them. There is no music class anymore. No one's going to go into that room with Archie because they're going to be concerned about what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I hear he still has dreams of the bear. If, if you make a sudden movement or noise, he'll just jump on you. Yes. Everyone's also afraid to go in it because it's just the place where Archie has sex and no one wants to see that. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a lot of people want to see that, or at least the CW believes they do. <laughs> Veronica talks about how she, you know, really doesn't want to think about life after graduation and she just wants to have fun these next few yes. months. Let's have fun. They, they make a pact to, to enjoy. Uh... Let me have fun with your penis, Archibald. Yeah, like a, a Atari joystick. Pew, 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 pew. I don't want to see what shoots out of that. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> You're the one that talked about it like a video game going pew pew. See, I'm used to getting the topper comment at the end, but I I don't know how the, do I do I have to introduce the next scene now is that the way the rhythm goes is that how we maintain (laughs) are you okay you seem to be crying a little so (laughs) riverdale high is not the only school in session today on this bright monday morning jughead uh goes uh to visit dupont Mm -hmm. who's all like oh you're out of quill and skull 
Also, you're out of the contract and you're out of school. Yeah. Dupont has laid down the law. Uh, it it, it turns out breaking into the Sanctum Sanctorum is against the rules and you can get kicked out of the secret society for that. Also, he hasn't submitted a satisfactory novel yet. Bum, so, bum, like, bum. if he doesn't do that by Friday, mm-hmm. they're done. And so what's Jughead do? He calls Betty and says, I need my Tracy True. Yeah, he decides that uh, the, the full novel based on a fictionalized version of the, the Jason Blossom mystery was apparently rejected. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want it. And so he has until the Ides of March, the titular Ides of March. Which is Friday. Which happens to be Friday, to turn in a full novel. So uh, he's engaging in uh, NaNoWriWi, that's National Novel Writing Week. Yep. 2,000 words a day. Uh-huh. Well, it's a, it's a Baxter brother, so it's more like, I don't know, 1,800 words. <laughs> 14 to 1,800. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but uh, the school celebrates the Ides of March with a party. Yeah. In the woods. Like a real holiday or something. Because they're weird fuckers. Because they love, love, love George Clooney. I mean, I love George Clooney. Okay. But I don't... Is he your favorite Batman? I don't like Batman. Okay. (laughs) He... (laughs) Is he your your favorite Soggy Bottom Boy? Yes! There we go. (laughs) There's a thing. He's my favorite soggy bottom boy. Um, so Jughead gets to writing. Yes, finally. His novel. He needs all the time he can get. Just like a matter of words per minute. Jughead and Betty are much better at stuff like this than Archie and Veronica. Because if it was Archie and Veronica, they would have just had sex. Mm-hmm. But Betty's like, I'll just sit here and let you write. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, good. Veronica is just sort of like bent over on her stomach uh, on the keyboard while making some serious typos with with Archie behind her. It's just not going to work. No. Uh, So Archie is now at the center after school and Hiram comes by. Yes. And the walls, I'm I'm sure this has been true before, but I just noticed the walls are covered in posters for the big Andrews Lodge fight. Yeah. The underground illegal fight that he got arrested for doing had an extensive ad campaign? Yes. They went to a print shop for this? It's how everyone knew <laughs> that it was happening. <laughs> there there's like a weird uh weird rules about what's illegal. Mm-hmm. Like you can print as much about the stuff happening, like it's, but it's not until the moment it happens that we got problems. I'm not worried about like the posters being illegal, but like it was supposed to be a secret. They, they Remember, <laughs> let's let's think about the secret society we've had <laughs> and how yes. everyone knows it exists. Nothing's a secret. No, except the, like Archie's affair. The membership roles are exactly the student population. Yes. Okay, fine. So Hiram wants to begin training at the gym. He wants to work out. Yeah. Because he's really not getting everything he needs from whatever name they gave Soul Cycle. <laughs> it was like yeah, Soul Cyst. Yeah. Sure. Solstice. Solstice. It was like it was like solstice. Is is that what his doctor diagnosed him with? He has a cyst on his soul. Yes. 
is a black heart and a solstice. He misunderstood that the doctor was like, wow, that solstice bike riding's really doing great. And he thought he said something about how he has, like, a cyst and is dying. Sure. That that would explain a lot. Yeah. Hiram's it, really fine. It was just a Butterfingers moment with the coffee cup. It, it's no big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> there was a chip in it. It was it was like where you get, like, a hole in a hot pad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's a little crack in the mug and, ooh, steam. <laughs> Archie's a little hesitant, but he's like, okay, fine. Write the check to uh, Fred Andrews Community Center. Mm-hmm. We'll take your money. And this was a confusing moment because the subtitles or the closed captioning said Frank Andrews Community Center. <laughs> so I was I was very much on the back foot. Like how how much of an impression did your uncle make on you in that month or so? Uh he's really communicating with his uncle by like changing the title of the community center. <laughs> yeah, like his yeah. uncle's just looking it up in phone books every month and he's like, "Oh, Frank, next week you'll be Forgive Community <laughs> Center. If, when, when he changes it back to Fred, that's the all clear signal. That's when Frank can come home. <coughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Jughead is reading his his first 10 pages of his new novel. Chapter one, yes. Because he and Betty in that earlier scene uh, determined that the, the best plot to go for would just be talk about the weird stuff Jughead's encountered. And, and just fictionalize the, the past few months of his life. Yes. And, and build a murder mystery around it. Yes. So he, he just finishes the chapter that talks about there being the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. The perfect victim to the perfect crime. It, it's the introductory part. And like in his fictional version, it's about, I guess, one of the Baxter brothers and his friend who is the stand-in for Moose. Yes, and then getting accepted to this private school. Yes, and uh, the moose character is in the book named Bison. <laughs> B-Y-S-O-N, Bison. So they're all like, you have ten pages, that's, that's not enough. He's like, I'll have more tomorrow. Yeah, t- ten pages of autobiographical hokum will not save you, Jones. So at the rate he's going, this is <laughs> yeah. like Tuesday. yeah. He's going to have a 50-page novel. <laughs> That's not even a novella. That's not even a novelette. It might be a novelette. Is that really the name for a thing? That, yes. Yes, it is. I don't like that. But that shows what you know, DuPont. Jughead is full of hokum. He's got hokum for days. Yeah. He's all puffed up with hokum. So, uh, over at the Maple Club, Mm -hmm. uh, Cheryl answers answers the phone as Ellie's essential oils don't hate, alleviate (laughs) the cover for their Maple Club Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is an essential oils brothel. (laughs) I love it. Uh, apparently there is someone, uh, over at the club who over at Le Bonnui. who has a blank check and wants to meet with them over there this business they've heard about a high rolling rum aficionado someone who just loves the latest trends in new rums and here's the thing i immediately thought it's gonna be hermosa in a wig <laughs> guess what it's it was hermosa, hermosa in a wig, wig. <laughs> veronica's wig they're such close family now they share a wig <laughs> It's actually not Veronica's wig, because Veronica wears, like, 
a long wig. That okay. And yes. she wears a bob. She's got a little bob wig. No, it is the same wig. She just cut it. Just cut it. She cut her sister's wig. The yeah. betrayal. So. So that means somebody in Le Bon Nuit. Yeah. Saw the boss's half sister. Uh huh. Did not recognize her and called their their sister business. It's that new long haired bartender we saw in the background. <laughs> that we're like, who the fuck are you? Why aren't you Reggie? Why aren't you Reggie with no lines instead of nameless new guy with no lines? So, uh, Veronica and Archie are They're tearing at up the, the club, dance floor. Uh, but Archie needs to leave, and Veronica is very upset, so she drinks. Yes. So this can't be going anywhere good. Mm-hmm. She's actually having alcohol at the dry speakeasy. Yeah! Where the fuck is So she just threw back some Powerade or some shit. <laughs> she brought it from home. She owns oh, yeah, a she, manufacturing well, facility for she, alcohol. She just doesn't sell it. She did, like, throw back a flask. It was, so. it was a, a moderately large hip flask. So I guess it's now, like, Wednesday... Because mm-hmm. Jughead has, is presenting more of his novel. Oh, yes. Where Th- this is when he names Bison. This is also when he names Jarhead. Yes. Jarhead and Bison. Jarhead, whose classmates drugged him so he couldn't be the witness to the perfect murder of roommate Bison. What, what do you think is Bison's last name? Bison Basin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jarhead James? <laughs> Anyway, Jughead does not have time for all these meetings. You can't waste your your precious moments reading the story. You got to write the story. Write the story. But you know the the reading goes well, and like the whole point of these meetings, I think they are trying to waste his time. But he's trying to show off that you know no matter how many roadblocks they put up in front of him, he can deliver because yeah. he finishes by leaning forward and just saying, "Admit it. You're all on the edge of your seats." Like, why would they admit that? Writing is so subjective, and they have a vested interest in demoralizing you. <laughs> they will never admit it. So, uh, Archie is is spotting for Mr. Lodge, who's doing some weightlifting. Oh, yes. And uh, Archie decides he has a business question for him. Yeah. Well, how do you do business? Yeah. What, what, like, what am business? I'm, I'm not good at this, like your daughter, who, like, can do school and wake up at 4.30 and go to all her jobs and and do all these things. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do I do? <laughs> well, for one, don't get a business that starts before the crack of dawn. <laughs> she runs a night club, Archie. Hiram's suggestion was, I don't know, maybe get rid of one of your jobs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're if you have too much on your plate... Take something off the plate. That's perfectly reasonable advice. So Archie's like, yeah, this, is, this makes sense. And he... But wait, which one? They're both so important to me. So he meets with uh, Keller mm-hmm. and is like, okay, so Vic, who I don't really like, wants has always wanted to buy the construction company. And so like, d- I could sell it to him. And Dad trusted him for what it's worth, I guess. So then I could take that money... And pay you enough money to run the community center for me, and then I'll have any job at all. He could just go to school, take some, take some uh, uh, tutoring or something, work, work out a extra credit schedule with Mr. Honey. And Tom's like, okay, sounds good. I, I, no one will hire me, so this, <laughs> this is great. I would love to have a regular job again, please. 
he's apparently just been bouncing around odd jobs and and uh, weird hours ever since the sheriff gig ran dry for him. Well, yeah, he keeps trying to work for Archie <laughs> in different capacities. Not reliable. Tom, maybe go work for someone else. <laughs> So uh, DuPont calls all of the writers in Mm -hmm. from the club, and one of them is accused of plagiarism. Guess who? Jughead. Jughead is accused of plagiarizing the story uh, uh, on Featherless Wings that that got him into Yale. Yes. From Jonathan. James. Isn't his name James? I wrote no, James this time. His name is still oh Jonathan. God. It was Jonathan last week. It's still Jonathan. I today. thought I wrote Jonathan last time and that was wrong. His name is Jonathan. Oh my god. Anyway, I think the story is about bats. I don't know. Featherless wings? Yeah. I also wrote featherist. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not. the most feathered. <laughs> it's, in, in fact, quite the opposite. Anyhow, these people are saying Ides of March more than Shakespeare ever <laughs> did. Shakespeare, like, said that shit once. It's not a real thing, you monsters. What's wrong with St. Patrick's Day? A lot of things. We live in Chicago. It's awful. <laughs> you know what they should sell? Punchki Day. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I can get behind that. They have a big punchki party in the woods. Yes! Oh my god! It'd be amazing. <laughs> They'd all just like stuff themselves on punchkis and then roll around. Yeah, yeah. Do so you... sticky. Veronica is Archie go- would have to fight off all the bears. <laughs> Veronica is going to branch out yet again, get pops into the punchki business. Yes! But she'll try to put, like, weird spins on all the flavors. They all are filled with rum for some fucking reason. <laughs> with a maple glaze. No, thank you. No. Just, no. just give me my poppy seed. Yes, and rose petal. It's really good. Kind of, unfortunately rare, but it's not weird. Jughead's all like, I can prove this is wrong. I got my laptop. My old yes, one yes. that I wrote it on, I'm going to go get it, and it's going to have a timestamp on it of when I did it. Because that is Jonathan's evidence. He apparently has a copy of it on his computer that, that shows it, it is from before Jughead submitted it to Yale. Yes. Jughead goes back to his room to get the computer, and he can't find it. It is gone. It is missing. Bum, bum, bum. Of course, he accuses people... Not specific people, just like in general, of stealing it. But probably Brett. Yes. So Jughead goes home and he fills Betty and FP in on what's going on. It is now Thursday. I hope he was writing on the train, Jughead. Tick tock. Tomorrow's the day. And FP's all like, you're not going to let them vandalize your name, my name, our name, names. Yeah, a- Andrew's construction comes up more, you know, the, the meaning of that. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of legacy and name names. in this episode. Um, so Betty has an idea, though. Of course she does. Of course. She's a little Tracy True. So over at Riverdale High, though, um, in the lounge, mm-hmm. uh, apparently they all had a test. It mm-hmm. was kind of hard, according to Kevin. <laughs> Principal Honey comes in carrying a flask. A very familiar flask. That uh, he found on a routine sweep through the lockers. 
And so Veronica just goes off on him for for being a, a fascist enforcer. She calls him Principal Mussolini. She sure does. So uh, if that uh, test was on 20th century history, she might have done pretty okay. <laughs> um, and he's all like, you know, what's uh the admissions person to where is she going? Barton. To Barton, gonna say about this. And she's all like, they already saw me drinking at my speakeasy. (laughs) They don't really give a fuck. (laughs) But then Archie stands up and admits, it's okay, Veronica. You don't have to do this. It's mine, Principal Honey. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough year. (laughs) Maybe you heard the entire town wail and gnash teeth when my dad died over the summer. It's okay. You weren't here yet, but you might have heard it three states away. It was a big deal. Well, you have detention, and I'm calling your mother. <laughs> I understand, sir. <laughs> Veronica's right, though. Like, they really don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jughead and Betty are waiting for the rest of the the writing club to come in. The salon. Oh, no. I guess his name is Jonathan. I wrote yes! Jonathan this time. His name is Jonathan. <laughs> and what's the other girl's name? We don't know yet. They haven't said. Okay. But I know her name is Joan, thank you. There you go. They don't say that for a couple scenes. They're all, you know, we know you're lying, Jonathan. This this is all a conspiracy. Uh, and so we have this lie detector machine right here. Yeah, which I'm sure Betty just had in her closet. Well, she, of course she did. She, she, she's been holding on to it since she borrowed it from her brother. Exactly, she never gave it back. No, she's like, this is mine now, get your own. Have that, tell the <laughs> FBI you lost it. No, no, he, he gave it to her for Christmas. It's, it's oh. been a while since then. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I know you enjoy this. It's the perfect gift. It's what you have fun doing with Jughead on a Saturday night. It's how they maintain trust during their semi-long distance relationship. That's apparently not that fucking far. So they're all like, well, we're not taking that. And that's like, okay, well, you can watch Jughead take it. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how a lie detector test works because he's answering in full sentences. And not yes or no's. Yes. Yeah. It's so much more dramatic that way. But he contends, while hooked up to a polygraph, that he did write the story. He did not uh, uh, plagiarize it. He did not get rid of his own laptop to destroy evidence. It was stolen. Or at least he believes it to be stolen. That's really the most a polygraph could tell you. If polygraphs even worked. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And Donna's all like... (sighs) This isn't going to work. <laughs> For lots of reasons. For lots of reasons. And uh, Betty's all like, you think I don't know that bitch? <laughs> the lie detector test is just the beginning. Yeah, she's she puts on a real tough guy act for Donna a lot. This is the first time of at least three this yeah. episode? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday of this five day episode. So meanwhile, uh, Veronica goes to Archie in detention Mm -hmm. and is all like, let's make out and get it on. She wants to have chem lab sex. And who doesn't want to have chem lab sex? Archie, because Dr. Beaker might come back. Fuck Dr. Beaker. Give me Professor Flute Snoot or I riot. Uh, And then Veronica's all like, well, we made a vow to have fun. And if you don't want to have fun, I'm going to go have fun on my own. She's going to go rub one out in the bathroom, I think is what she's saying. (laughs) That's what she implied. (laughs) 
But but yes, as we all know, chem lab sex is a sacrosanct part of any given vow. So I think she's in the right here. I feel like chem lab sex is dangerous. Be- because of the, the Bunsen burners? And you don't know what chemicals are lying around on those tables. Like, <laughs> you're going to get us burn or something. One a of, rash. What one of the dissecting frogs is gonna just watch and it's oh. gonna be very uncomfortable. Oh. Uh meanwhile, Tony is finally meeting up with Hermosa and the wig. Mm-hmm. Don't not yet officially know it's Hermosa, but we all we, we know. all know. Like, yeah. And so She's going by Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. So Tony takes her out onto the dance floor, mm-hmm. and then Cheryl comes out, and they have a dance sandwich. They they have a three-lady sexy dance sandwich. There's hands on, on hips and beyond hips, and nobody in the world loves rum enough <laughs> to keep going to one club over and over that doesn't even have the rum. It has your double secret introduction. <laughs> To the owners of the underground rum club. You could just go to the store. <laughs> it's full of it. They they decide that they're going to take her somewhere special. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Veronica at the Maple Club gets a call, a message from Cheryl that they're on their way. And she should prep the lounge. Yes. And she's like, oh, that's fine. I was just polishing off my Maple Hito. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> It's mint and maple. <laughs> that sounds incredibly and lime. bad. Mint maple so- lime. <laughs> Why would you want that? Mint maple lime is fine as long as you only pick two <laughs> and it's not the maple. It's so bad. Oh, even if it's just maple and mint, that is awful. <laughs> like, all I'm thinking is that that shit has to curdle. <laughs> I didn't no, we, know maple syrup could curdle, we, but it would. We haven't seen curdle in I so know. long. Where's Doctor Curdle? Oh, I bet he's coming soon. Now the Jughead's dead. Oh, what if they? Oh, 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 oh. miss you, buddy. Oh. What? What if Jughead's death is too much for only one corner, and they have to bring back the, both curdles? He dead. Father and son tag team. Isn't? Daddy dead? I thought he just retired. No, I think Daddy died, and so then he stepped up and took his place. Okay. I mean, he could come back, but that's going to make this really interesting. I mean, we all know that both Curdles are doing Frankenstein experiments, right? It's pretty obvious. Original Dr. Curdle is hanging out at Curdle Jr.'s home like Jason was. Yeah, but he actually gets up and he vacuums sometimes. <laughs> Only because Dr. Curdle Jr. like straps him on <laughs> like a puppet. Tony and Cheryl lead Hermosa into Rosa, Rosa into uh, this private room, and, and Veronica's and they're, all like, again playing it very suave, playing it very sexy. Everybody who thinks they're gonna have sex in this club is deadly wrong. And Veronica's all like, fuck you, bitch. I know it's you. <laughs> Everybody knows it's you. Yeah, apparently. Tony knows Tony it's you. Tony recognized her from the beginning because, like, it's not a secret. There's newspapers. Yeah, like, specifically, she recognized her from the newspaper photo from Hiram's trial. But also, like, her business partner's half-sister who's sworn to destroy them. I feel like you would show, like, you know, the, the wallet photo. Yeah. 
Veronica tears into her. What comes out is that Hermosa knows about Daddy's condition. And has all along. And, and Daddy told her everything and Veronica nothing. And this is devastating to Veronica, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With all of her weird daddy feelings just being totally sidelined like this. Yeah. Yeah. Over at Stonewall, mm-hmm. Betty and Jughead um, start picking locks on everything and sneaking around. Yes. First, onto Donna and Joan's room. Joan! Her name is Joan! Yes. Joan! And what's the other one? Jamamathan. His last name is Jamamathan. <laughs> Jonathan Jamamathan. Jonathan Jamamathan. <laughs> I was trying to combine James and Jonathan. It's really Jameson. hard. His it's, name's Jameson. It's really hard to fit Jamamathan <laughs> on his football jersey. It sort of runs onto the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like those uh, hockey players with the really long names <laughs> where they have to like add a hyphen in there. It basically turns into a spirit jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't they actually do it that way? Like you just have it go down the arms. But yeah, they're they're going into the girls' room trying to find it. They go back into the uh, Quill and Skull room to try to find it. They go, eventually they wind up in Mr. Dupont's desk. And the whole time I'm thinking, whoever has your laptop is not going to keep it here. It's in the, like, Brett's dad's fucking embassy or whatever. It's, It's at Jonathan's house, you know, three towns over. They've had weeks and weeks to hide this from you. Yes. There's no reason to find it here. Uh, and so what Jughead does find, a Baxter Brothers ready-to-print copy mm-hmm. of The Boy in the River. It is mostly the book that he wrote and was told was not good enough, got got rejected. Yes. It, it, it's had another round of polish on it, but, you know, we go immediately to... Uh, uh, Jughead th- confronting DuPont. And, and asking, did you think I wouldn't, you know, recognize my own story? Like... I don't think that was an issue. They didn't change the title. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most recognizable. It's on the it's on the front bit, in fact. Yeah. Pont's like, yeah, you should have had a lawyer look over that contract. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking should have. <laughs> because the Brotherhood owns everything that Jughead submits. Yes. And I'm like, well, duh, no fucking shit. <laughs> Couldn't have seen that coming. Uh, and so he's all like, we kept the parts we liked, and then we had all your classmates take a stab at fixing it. So all of the classmates took a stab on yeah. the Ides of March? What? what? <laughs> stabby, stabby. So Archie goes mm-hmm. to see Veronica, and he's all like, I'm worried about you. You've been drinking a lot and having sex slightly more often. And she's like, my dad is dying. He has a disease. They have a collision of perspectives because, uh, I mean, Archie almost wishes that his dad could have, you know, had a diagnosis because then they would have known he would have had time to to have that extra time to, to say goodbye. But Veronica is so invested in this image of her dad as a strong, powerful man even if his strength is usually turned against her. But she, she can't bear the thought to see him waste away. Yeah, and I'm just like, Archie, your dad wasn't an asshole. <laughs> That's a big difference. He was, he was the good one. Yes. 
But his advice is that she has to get his her dad fired up and bring life back into him. It sounds like his advice is to just sort of let him destroy at least one of her businesses. You know, yeah. just give him one. Just one. It's fine. I also have a few spares. You know, maybe maybe we'll do this together. It's now Friday. Yes. And uh, Veronica. Thursday was so fucking long. So much happened on Thursday. <laughs> So Veronica uh, meets her family for breakfast and says, Happy Friday, you soul-sucking vampires. Mm -hmm. Before you climb in your coffins, let me give you a business show. So yeah, moving back in with the family has has been great so far. It's going really well. (laughs) Uh, And so she has a nice little uh, board where she talks to them about how Red Raven Rum is picking up uh, and from a test group. Everyone likes it better than Lodge rums. Or Lodge spiced rum. Yeah. So so the plan is to buy a lot of ad space, go broad, uh, and, and play up that they have the best tasting Riverdale distilled rum. Yep. And uh Which is a huge switch from their like micro small batch that just to get a taste of you have to spend five nights in Le Bonnui, <laughs> grind on the two two of the three co-owners uh-huh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge shift in in like perspective instead in, of it being a secret underground thing we're just gonna tell everyone we're gonna take out ads in the penny saver and do coupons coupons and so uh, Cheryl is, you know, renovating the Maple Factory. They're gonna like grow their business by yeah, like three hundred percent. They actually do address that. They are they are increasing capacity. Yes. <laughs> and Hiram's all like, "You've awoken the dragon." He turns to his daughter and says, "Prepare to be eaten." <laughs> These are the words of a kind and caring father. And as soon as he leaves, Hermione and Hermosa are just like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? What did you do? God damn it. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> He's a weak, feeble, tiny man. She's like, I know my father better than all of you. Crows about how like he's never about how it, it's been weeks since he's been so invigorated and, they say, and she said energized. Days. Days. She said days. Okay, okay. These people overreact to everything. Oh no, daddy's got some seasonal depression. (laughs) He must be dying. Darling, if I'm ever down for a few days, (laughs) if I'm ever feeling a bit blue or moody, I hope you don't try to destroy one of my projects. I just make brownies and shove them at you. Maybe that should have been plan A. And you're like, oh, brownies. And I'm like, look at the dog. I'm still not entirely sure this disease is real. I don't think it is. There's, I think it's all there's a, a scam. chance Hermione and Hermosa are just both in on the fake. Yes. Yeah. Betty uh, and Jughead are at the crime board. Yes, the, that, that has moved into their home. Betty is, has been thinking about the tie pin that Donna had, and she thinks that DuPont is behind it all, and maybe gave no it to evidence. Donna. Absolutely. It could have been literally anyone. And she's going to meet Donna at Pops for a milkshake. Mm-hmm. And so she does. The sun is already down on Friday, just so you know. And, and also this means that Donna has come from school to Riverdale to go back to school Yep. To go to the woods tonight. Yes. A lot of effort for a milkshake. 
They're really good. They're like world famous milkshakes. Not so long distance fucking relationship. <laughs> uh, so Betty's all like, you guys are pawns in DuPont's plan. He's the real villain. You should come clean. It's very like, this is your last chance before we tear you apart like an unraveling sweater. And Donna's all like, you think you know, but you don't know. Or maybe you do. I'm not telling. Yeah. I'm being upgraded to a series regular. I don't know if that's true, but it's like kind of the vibe you start to get with how much focus Donna's gotten this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Jughead has also made it back to Stonewall. Is he finally writing? I hope so. <laughs> and Brett's all like, still working on that book, huh? Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your last night in your room. Because here's the thing. They're, his his meeting mm-hmm. that's supposed to happen today hasn't even happened yet. Right. And the sun is setting. Yes. Uh, he- it's one thing if it's January. This is March 15th, famously, <laughs> the eyes of March. Yes. And so Jughead's all like, I am going to tell them about everything that's happened, not just about the book, everything you're up to, everything everyone else is up to. And I'm going to take says, them all down. Nuh-uh. Because I have a tape of you and Ponytail doing the nasty. I mean, come on. It's 2020. How nasty is it, really? I think they're doing the beautiful. <laughs> yeah, of course you have the tape. <laughs> you're fucking creepo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, I'm going to blackmail you. And Jughead's like, blackmail can't do anything. And he's like, well, maybe not to you, but what about Betty? And I'm like, yeah, it is true that society judges women harsher for these types it's of true. things. It's true. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. But the solution here, I think, is clear. Tell Alice. Yeah. And then Alice. No one will ever see this tape or Brett Weston Wallace, for that matter, ever again. Brett will die. <laughs> Brett will get on a train and never get off, and no one will ever find the body. Nope. I know uh, an acid pit that he could go join. (laughs) Over at the construction site, Archie is getting ready to sign some contracts away Mm -hmm. for the company. He's there with Vic. He's there with Tom. And he's signing one page, initialing another, but then he gets to the final signature. He can't do he it. just can't bring himself to do it. And Vic says, what the hell, Archie? God <laughs> 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 oh, damn it. <laughs> this is a middle-aged man trying to provide something for his family. <laughs> He's making an investment in the future. He's going to pass this down to his son, who's like 12 or something, maybe. Uh-oh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Jughead's now in front of the board, and he looks really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not the murder board, the board, the, the like disciplinary yes. board. And he's got quite a, he's, he's got like that face. He had an mm. FP mm. when FP was still like drinking. Yeah. And he was all like, you gotta stay with Fred. He's and got he's all the like, angry I'm face. I'm gonna be angry. Yeah. Yeah. And so DuPont's all like, okay, so you got a choice. You can withdraw or you can fight. And if you fight, I don't like your odds. Probably, yeah. yeah. Big speech. Jughead's like, I'm going to leave. He, he says it very quietly, almost defeated, because in his corner backing him up is uh, Betty and his father. They came for this disciplinary hearing. And out in the hallway, FP's just like, so, what the fuck? He's so angry, disappointed, both at the same time, so much. 
It's like, you know, I thought you were going to lay down the law. thought you were going to bring the temple down. He's getting biblical with it. And Jughead's all like, you don't know them. There's no way of winning. And FP storms off. Yeah, yeah. He's very upset. And Brett is very proud and happy with himself. FP is a man of pride. FP is a man who believes that if there is any chance at all, and even if there isn't, to not fight is cowardice. Yes. Archie is hanging up. And Andrew's construction sign at the center, and Hiram's all like, so you did it. And he's like, no. (laughs) I have made Keller the foreman, and he's going to work for less pay until we get enough contracts that I can pay him. And I'm like, you know, maybe you should take that contract that Hiram offered you a while ago that Keller tried to do that you said no. Also, Vic is saying, god damn it, twice in a (laughs) row. Twice in a row. What about Vic, huh? When is it Vic's time to shine? Betty is with Jughead, and she's all like, I know you did this because of the sex tape. Donna and and Brett come in, and they're all like, no hard feelings. Oh, yeah, they're very friendly. They're they're very chummy now that it all seems to be said and done. You you should come to the Ides of March party. Stop saying that. It's not a real thing. (laughs) Betty's like, fuck no. And Jughead's like, we'll be there. We'll be there. And after they leave, she's like, what the fuck? And throughout the rest of the scene, we get the, the clearest indication that Jughead is uh, has a plan to fake his own death. Yes. Because we know he's dying and he talks about having a plan. And do you trust me? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Veronica and Archie had a sex. I should just like, I don't know, snip that and tie it to a hot key. It'd save us a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. Had a sex. Had a sex. I need a soundboard with just that on it. Had a sex. Archie now decides to come clean about the fact that he cannot walk with everyone at graduation. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I got a plan. I'm going to go to summer school. Yeah, he's going to go to summer school to get the, the high school credits he needs and then enroll for, for spring enrollment at whatever college takes him. And I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's that's what you do. That's a very reasonable timeline. Not, Congratulations, Archie. Not yeah. Graduating from high school on the original schedule is not life or death. Yeah. There are options. Archie knows life or death. He fought. <coughs> he fought Bear Man. <laughs> he fought Bear Man. I can't go. He fought a bear. I can't go half an hour without mentioning it. That needs to be the other button <laughs> on the thing. But Archie fought Bear Man. So then Veronica gets a call from Betty. Or a text. And Betty has invited them to a Stonewall prep party. And she's like, you want to go? And he's like, seriously? Those people suck. (laughs) They do. They very much do. And then Veronica says, but when was the last time the four of us hung out? Thank you. You know what? I don't fucking know. uh, I know. It was a funeral. That's what it took to get you all together. Was human sacrifice. (laughs) Of a real living person. So therefore, his character had to die as well. Fred sacrificed himself just so his son would hang out with his friends. That was July. It's March. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. No, no. Last time they hung out was when they burned Jason's body and shoved it out to the river. That's not a hangout. That is not a hangout. They did not have fun. They were... They were just worried that Cheryl would shoot them with an arrow. (laughs) It was very awkward. Jughead is getting ready by donning 
his serpent jacket. Yeah, not with, just the jacket. With but his the, dangly suspenders. The whole deal. And his switchblade. He Hell is yes. back, baby. Season two is back again, awoo. And he also grabs a bunny mask. Yes. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And now, from, from here on out, for a good long while, I'm thinking, body double. Because he doesn't speak for a while. He's wearing a full face mask for a while. I don't think that's what it really is, but... Well, no, because you actually, like, he doesn't put the mask on for a while. Yeah. He only wears it for, like, for the party. two seconds. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it is time for the Ides of March party. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like Midsummer Night's Dream had a baby with euphoria. It's something. These people can pay for a lot of extension cords in the woods. <laughs> also, there, there's a lot of tunics. Uh, Brett is wearing this ostentatious golden uh, uh, garland. It looks awful. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it does. Archie's all like, hey, Veronica, you want to move closer to the fire to be warm? And she's like, I have a better idea. Let's go fuck in the woods. <laughs> when's the last time, quote, when's the last time we made it in the woods? <laughs> made a birdhouse? <laughs> what? Made a baby. Don't steal my predictions. I I wrote that. She'd go find out, and then she's going to be like, oh no, I drank with my baby. <laughs> I'm a terrible mother. And then she'll find out she's not actually pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Your mom drinks all the time. It's okay. She's never your seen mom without wine. Definitely drank when you were in the womb. So Jughead comes up. Mm-hmm. Wordlessly in the rubber bunny mask. He comes up. He takes off his his Jughead hat mm-hmm. and puts the bunny mask on Be- before, before they anyone, see them. Before anyone sees him, yes. But as he approaches, wordlessly, he is wearing the bunny mask. Uh, and he comes up to Brett, Jonathan. Nope, James. I wrote James this time. Because his name is Jonathan, <laughs> we will have to say that the third man in this group <laughs> is the one named James. <laughs> Jameson. So, Jameson. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt <laughs> and his friend leave when Brett dismisses them, saying they have unfinished business. Uh, as Jughead continues to not say a single damn word. And so Brett leads him into the woods and Jughead follows. And what I love is that they're in silhouette mm-hmm. and you see Jughead take off the bunny mask and put on his hat. What was the point of the bunny mask? I don't know, but I like it. It's such a cool, stylish shot. They're going, again, in silhouette, in slow-mo. Like, the the soundtrack is thrumming just right to, like, build tension. Like, something's gonna fucking go down. Oh, he's taking off the mask. Ah, what does it mean? I don't know, but ah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so, Betty is at the party, and she, see Do- she sees Donna go into the woods. So, she... Downs her solo cup, mm-hmm. chucks it over her shoulder, and follows. I mean, into the woods without delay. Da 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 da. Something else pattery. Into the woods, it's time to go. I hate to leave. I have to though. Into the woods. Da, 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 da. I don't remember the rest of the words. <laughs> I had to teach that to five year olds. How'd that go? It was actually very cute. Yeah. They only learned one section, and we repeated it three times. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. At the end of the class, did, did they uh, tell their parents that they know things now? Many terrible things. Probably. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Betty and Donna are rooting through the rutabagas. Yep. Uh- I don't know enough lines from Into the Woods, actually, especially Act 1. <laughs> I feel like I know Act 2 better. 
All I know is Meryl Streep has that one song that really makes me think of like, Papa, can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) Children will listen. That's something we probably shouldn't say on this show because I hope they don't. (laughs) But really makes me think about Papa, can you? I guess it's all that hearing and listening. I mean, careful the things you say. (laughs) Roberto Aguirre Sacasa might listen. Roberto, can you hear me? <laughs> so Betty confronts Donna mm-hmm. and is all like, I'm the daughter of the Black Hood, bitch. Yeah. I'm going to expose your secrets. She has no fear of blackmail because she's been through far worse. Yep. Which is something that, again, maybe Jughead shouldn't be keeping these secrets. They, we could have cut through a lot of bullshit already today. Uh, and Donna's all like, well, I've been investigating you, and I went to Shankshaw, and I saw Evelyn, and she told me about the secret word. Betty's all like, oh yeah, tangerine, what the fuck, don't care. Or wait, there's a second word that makes her go fugue and hurt the people she loves. Says who? Says Donna, I guess. I don't know, the, the farm is so efficient at brainwashing. There's a whole dictionary worth of secret code words inside her. Uh, so Veronica and Archie come out of the woods from having sex. They definitely went for the speed record. That was, this is pretty much real time and their clothes are back and straight and everything. Well, they didn't actually remove their clothes. They just well, popped it out and yeah. moved it aside and yeah, let's go. Yeah, but still, that would cause rumpling. They were straightening their clothes. <laughs> Honestly, safety-wise, makes sense to leave your clothes on. There's a lot of poison ivy. Mm-hmm. You don't know what bugs are crawling around. Oh no, Coyote Man. <laughs> He's here to threaten Neighborhood Dog Man. <laughs> Remember when there were the wolf masks? Mm-hmm. The dog- mm-hmm. yeah. Season one. Yeah. Still waiting on the werewolves. And then there was the deer. I want Deer Man. The sacred deer. Yeah. What's up with that? So many questions. I just want when Riverdale finally ends... I want the last, like, episode to just be all these mythological creatures <laughs> and Archie being like, oh my god, I wasn't crazy! <laughs> We're all real! And they're like, yes, Archie, Is come that- join us in the woods. Did Bear Man come from the sacred deer? Was he blessed by the deer spirit to take on the bear totem? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I buy it, that. It was, a, it, was, um, it was a test. To know if they could accept Archie into their lives. Okay, so Bear Man is a pawn of the sacred deer. Yes. Oh, that's sad. I don't like that. Well, not like a pawn, but he's he, he's in cahoots. Okay, all right. He's in on it. He's fine with, with this task. Okay, I'm, I'm glad his death at the hands of Archie was consensual. Yes, he, he was ready to sacrifice himself okay. for the betterment of his people. His people being... The mythological creatures okay, in the woods. Okay, okay. I'm calling it now. <laughs> New cult in the woods. Shamans in the woods. Uh, I don't know why I'm looking at my notes. I stopped taking them at this <laughs> no, point. I know you did. You always do. I was watching. I like to watch. I watch and don't look at my notes and just type. Uh, that, that's how you wind up with, you know, Veronica's typos. Betty and Veronica go uh, up to Jameson and Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan No, his name is James Athin. That's not even what we said earlier when you made yourself laugh so much. But then I decided that it makes more sense that his name is Jamathan because it's Jonathan and James combined. 
Ah, yes, my favorite disciples. <laughs> Two for the price of one. Thank you. So, Jameson mm-hmm. and Paul, I don't know what the other dude's name is. Ah, uh, yes, my other favorite <laughs> disciple. Are, are, like, or no, it was Joan, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was Joan. Joan. It was Joan. Uh, are all like, oh, yeah, you guys totally didn't just have sex. Not gonna, like... Acknowledge that fact. What do they care? A couple of townies want to rut in the in a ditch. What do they care? Um, but they point them in the direction of Jughead and Betty, who went into the clearing. And I bet Archie and Veronica are just like, "Oh, they're having sex too." Yet they still go in that <laughs> they direction. Still go. When's the last time the four of us hung out and all sort of did it while watching each other? <laughs> Um, the last time was at that that cabin (laughs) where Archie then got framed for killing a man. Yes. Yes. But before that, there were, there were definitely all four of them stare, like staring contest (laughs) while raw dog in it. Oh yeah. Full on eye contact the whole time. (laughs) Just a lot of like, look into my soul eyes and going, grrr. I don't know why they got a grunt, but they do. <laughs> it makes it better. Now, how did they do it? Did they find a position where they could all see each other's eyes at the same time? Or yes. did they each, like, link eyes with one other person, like Round Robin? <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of time to experiment. It was a long weekend. They tried it all. Yeah. Yeah. So they go into the woods. And just as they go in, Brett and Donna appear <gasps> back with Jamathan. Jam- and Joan. And Joan. Uh, and when they go into the woods, they see Betty standing over Jughead with the rock. A bloody Jughead rock. bloody. Bloody temple. And Archie does the whole, what happened? He's dead. What did you do, Betty? That scene that we've seen before. And he runs over and takes a pulse and does not find one. That scene I think we've seen before. Yes. And Jughead's voiceover goes again about how it started out like any other week. He's dead. And then and he's that's, dead. that's the end of the episode. Oh! Uh, so, darling, what did you think of Chapter 70, Ides of March? I think that a lot of things happened in a week. <laughs> yeah, Friday seemed to be 72 hours. Friday was a week. <laughs> Also, the the way the sun sets, as if they are in, like, an Arctic uh, outpost. <laughs> they got back and forth between Riverdale, like, five times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't understand how many they get so much done in a day. <laughs> youth. That's, that's all it is, youth. <sighs> like, what time is it now? Is it, like, 5 a.m.? <laughs> the sun's gonna come up? There's another cut where they put in Saturday, just, like, on a technicality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is the episode we have been waiting for all season, like quite literally. We're we're up to the beginning of the flash forwards. Yes. And I think they pulled it off because I I have my ideas. We're going to talk about them shortly. I'm sure you do too. But I honestly don't know. Like nothing is jumping out is so clearly obvious. I, I think the fact that Jughead is still doing narration is a hint that he may not actually be dead. But maybe it's just a stylistic thing. There there were moments when it's like, oh, okay, it's going to be this thing. Mm-hmm. Like Jug- Jughead clearly has a plan. Yes. But how do we know the plan went off properly? Yes. No way of knowing. There's like five different things that could have derailed it into mm-hmm. being a different story idea. 
Yes. Uh. I think the the big question that it all comes down to, which is something that that was you know really flagged uh, in the previous episode, uh, chapter nice. What is Donna's play? What is Donna's intent? What does she want? Yeah. Maybe she's faking this code word. Maybe she's in on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, and I think Donna is the keystone to figuring out what really did. Yeah. Yes. It's Jameson. Not a person. <laughs> that is not a person. But I kept messing up and calling him James, so you should be happy. I'm meeting you in the middle. There is such a thing as objective truth in the world. <laughs> I know it's hard to say that in relation to a Riverdale recap podcast, <laughs> but I still believe it in my heart and my soul and in matter of fact. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for this episode... Short as it is, we did have all of our characters joining up at one point, and though they were mostly separate doing their own plot lines, though they came together because of those plot lines, right? Like like the, the big thing that, that gets Veronica and Archie there is the stuff Veronica and Archie were doing with one another. Sex? They're packed to make their the time they have count. Which With means sex. sex. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Veronica's just like, how many places can we do it in a day? <laughs> That's why it was so quick. They're tired. <laughs> They're very tired. <laughs> Archie doesn't have much left at this point. He's been up since 4.45. He's been playing too much Tetris. <laughs> nope, excuse me, Atari. Just pew. Pew. It's hard to play asteroids when you're shooting blanks. Is that the sound it makes? Yes. His penis is in a hurricane. Oh, so he moved to Florida then. In that case, the rest of him would also be in a hurricane. No. Also, Jughead doesn't turn in his finished draft. No. His speed-written uh, uh, novel. Well, why would he after he leaves? That's true. That's true. I am cu- very curious how far along he got, though. 50 pages. I'm telling you, who's doing 10 a day? It doesn't make a novel, boy. Boy? You didn't give it enough inflection. Okay. You sounded too happy. <laughs> boy! Yeah. Oh, boy! It's more like, boy! Grr. So boy should sound like oi from like a, oi. a British punk song. Yes. Okay. Well, darling, that's enough about this television show. I guess you can watch TV if if you need your story spoon-fed to you. I prefer literature. And that's why it is time to check your sources. Okay, Mr. Hoity-toity. And we are going to talk about Vampironica by Greg and Meg Smallwood. The Smallwoods. Oh. Vampironica. That had to be a bad name in high school. Yeah, especially for Greg. Yes. Yeah. And his Smallwood. I bet he got that a lot. Yeah, I bet some other people did too. Hey, all right. <laughs> it's an ironic name. She's like, I don't go pew. <laughs> I'm like pew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. It's not that late in the night. All you did today was get CPR certified. I don't know why you're so punchy tonight. I had to do a lot of punching to staying alive. 
Oh, cause that's that's the rhythm it's, they teach now. Yeah, staying alive. Staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. Staying alive. That's uh, really morbid. Uh, uh, actually, I'm telling you, someone needs to make a special CPR app that is just an app on your phone that you hit start, and it's that song, but it like counts to, like it beeps when it's at thirty Could? and says two breaths, and then uh. Uh, 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 staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> you could probably make a much cheaper app if you just had a metronome go at the same BPM. No, I don't like. <laughs> so we were all joking about how, like, when we have, we're having to do our, like, our, our practical testing. Sure. We were like, are you okay? Get an AED. Call 911. Let me get my Pandora. <laughs> I don't know how we all passed. I feel like that's an automatic fail. So Vampironica is a comic book. It's a, it's a miniseries by Greg and Meg Smallwood. And as you might guess from the name, it's about what if Veronica, Veronica Lodge, were a vampire. It's very much connected to today's episode. Yeah, she does call her family vampires. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give away one of the twists of like issue two or three, but like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but of the Archie horror titles that aren't by our dearest friend Roberto, this is the best. It also means it's the best that has unending. Uh, it's, it's the best that doesn't have multiple months and sometimes years hiatuses between issues. He's a busy guy. Sabrina and Afterlife with Archie are never going to hit their conclusion. It's time to just give it up, uh, uh, turn out the lights, and move on. It's just not happening. But Vampironica did end, and I honestly really enjoyed it. Yeah. Not as much as those other two, but I really appreciate it has unending. Yeah. Uh, the art is just this this fantastic uh, sort of it, – it has the visual quality, the, the like color grain they add because, I mean, everything's digital these days. It's not physical medium, but like they give it a grain that reminds me of working in like pastels. Oh. Yeah, like not pastel tones. Obviously, it, it's very dark and dingy, you know – Obviously, a lot of scenes are at night being a vampire story. But, like, but the like, medium. But the medium of pastels. Yes. The, the physical, like, grain of pastels. Yes. It's got a great shot of Dilton Doily with a crossbow that shoots wooden stakes at vampires. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite Archie panels of all time. And quite honestly, something they should have worked into the show. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it, it's a strong take on Veronica as a character. The the whole currently in vogue vampires as metaphor for the capitalist class. There you go. Uh, it doesn't do a lot with that, particularly, except who else in Riverdale would be a vampire? There's a reason it's Veronica. Cheryl. And not just for, honestly, Cheryl, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and not just for the the uh, uh, portmanteau that you get for a title. Yeah. But yes, I would recommend Vampironica. It is good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite Archie versus Predator good, but very few things in this world are. Archie versus Predator is so good. So good. So, darling. Yes. 
Do you have some predictions? Uh, I predict that Hiram Lodge is going to seize the El Royale and convert it into his large-scale distillery to compete. Oh. Yeah. That's why he's hanging around. He's trying to find that contract to tear up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I predict that our buddy Dr. Curdle Jr. is all in on it. Yeah. He's going to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. He is the one that's going to do the autopsy and everything and really- The autopsy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The thing that throws me now for all of these, like, fake death theories mm-hmm. is it relies on Archie being in on it or being unable to recognize his best friend and a pulse. Well, neither of those paths seem particularly likely. So, my thought- Uh-huh. Because I also questioned if Archie could be in on something like this, is that they got some type of like heart, like fake heart stopping, like dulls your pulse drug from Curdle. That's very common in, in these sorts of like neo noir. Yes. Yeah. And Jughead took that, and Archie's just shocked enough he doesn't know. And yeah. then like Jughead obviously goes to Curdle. So like it's just stuff that's being fed to Archie. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes out, we're going to have a lot of Archie Jughead drama because Archie's going to be like, how could you fucking do that to me? I mean, how many Shakespeare references do we need in this episode to then have it be something very much like uh, Juliet's poison that wasn't actually poison? Yeah. And then Archie will confess his true love for Jughead. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Before he kills himself as well. And then Jughead's like, but wait, I'm not dead. Can you imagine Archie doing the, like, here is thy sheath speech and trying to, like, get all the fancy words out? No. (laughs) Uh, All right. My next prediction, we already brought up in the middle. I did. I promise you right in advance. Veronica pregnant? And I think she will freak out about drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with that. We know Evelyn is involved somehow. Mm Mm-hmm. Evelyn and Chick and Charles are all in on it. Chick and Evelyn are best friends back in Slabside, and Charles is is their window to the outside. Whatever is going on, all three of them are involved. And now that Jughead is dead, he's using you know his newfound freedom to to f- figure that out, get the evidence, and bring them down from beyond the grave. Yeah. Yes. And Edgar comes back. <laughs> Because Ed, Edgar's not dead. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's how Jughead does it. He finds Edgar. Oh! He finds Edgar and, like, uses that as a bargaining chip to, to flip Evelyn away from the 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 Chicken Charles team. Yeah. Yeah. Charles took Jughead's laptop. Oh. Like, Jughead took it home. Yeah, and Charles took it, and Charles is actually the one like masterminding all of this stuff mm-hmm. and connecting everything to Stonewall, and and all of this is for Chicken Charles to get at Betty, which is why she's the one being framed for killing Jughead. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I like I like this. Yeah, this I actually like. Yes, good. All right, just to cover my bases. Here's a prediction that Jughead is actually dead. Everything is as it seems. Whatever his plan was, it did not save his life. He is dead. But Cole Sprouse will return as his identical cousin, yeah! Soup Head. Soup Head! 
Soupad will join the cast for season five. He will come when it is Jughead's funeral that happens. Mm-hmm. It's like a memorial. That's what the next season will be. And and that's when he comes and, and we wrap up everything before everyone goes to college. Yes. Yep. Season five is going to be about Archie's time in summer school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It all works. And I still predict that that will be the last season before they go to actual college. <laughs> well, with all of those very accurate and likely predictions behind us. Yeah. It's time to talk about what we know is going to happen. The next chapter is chapter 71, How to Get Away with Murder. This is another episode not named for a film, but for a TV show. Uh, This is a TV series about a lawyer slash professor whose life has just about as much crime in it as any given Riverdale teen. Yeah. Uh, It is Viola Davis's awards machine. She is filling her her mantelpiece with, with little golden fellas. Uh, it is from Shonda Rhimes of Grey's Anatomy fame. That show's still fucking going. And How to Get Away with Murder isn't. They they are uh, steering into a planned ending this season. What? Yeah. We we see the scene again yeah. where they're at the fire. We see the bloody stuff. bonfire. We see uh, uh, Betty going home in her undies and, and yeah. getting confronted by Alice for having blood on her shoulder. On her bra. Or her, yes, the shoulder of bra. Uh, Betty also saying that she thinks she blacked out. There looks to be a manhunt or a man searched through the woods. Which is another flash forward we've already yes. seen. Uh, uh, and Archie beats the shit out of Brett Weston Wallace. Yeah. Kill you. He killed <laughs> Bear Man. He's going to kill him. Yeah. That's what we know. And that's what we know. I'm just glad we got to see Monroe's grandma again. Yeah! What a treat! Monroe's grandma. grandma! So I want grandma to be the one who's like, oversees the center, always. Yes. And I want her and Keller to be best friends. Yes. Kevin becomes very much attached to Monroe's grandma. Yes. It's the grandma he never had. I would trust Monroe's grandma with the, the programming and direction of the center much more because as as nice as Tom Keller can come off, he's still a fucking cop, all right? He is not coming from the right headspace, the right angle to help these kids. He's got incarceration in mind. Oh, no. He seemed to want to avoid that himself, so he seems like <laughs> more okay with that now. Mm-mm. There's no such thing as one of the good ones. But FP. Only when he's wearing the glasses. <laughs> I love the glasses. I didn't know that old Skeet Altridge could be hotter than young Skeet Altridge until those glasses appeared. Yeah. Then I was like, fuck! Why didn't you wear those during Miracles when you were getting punched by a ghost every week? Yeah. Uh, it's because ghosts don't punch guys that wear glasses. Exactly. They and know how much they cost. They it, know we don't have health insurance. It would just destroy the plot of like the the scripts wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, if he's not getting punched by ghosts. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. And now we are all caught up. Woo! So it's a good thing we we were able to take advantage of this break week in their schedule to make up for the break week in our schedule and we'll be back to same night uploads beginning with next week's chapter 71 what 
a great thing to, to do while uh, we wait for that is giving us a rating and review on, on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can. Just because, you know, narcissism, I guess. I guess that's what I'm really getting at. You can also tell a friend. Tell those friends. You should tell your dog groomer if you've got one. Yeah. And if you are a dog groomer, you should tell your fellow dog groomers. You can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. It's a fun place to hang and chill. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Don't hate, alleviate. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Come on. And you got me.